This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO. With just 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, and now, now he's one of the most notable Hall of Fame voters in Canton history. I'm talking about former Chargers quarterback Dan Fouts, who, of course, is a Hall of Famer. In fact, he was the first ballot Hall of Famer but who, along with former wide receiver James Lofton, now joins the room as one of 48 voters for the class of 2017. First of all, Dan, thanks for joining us. And second, welcome to the club. Well, thank you, Clark. Uh, It's a real honor to be in the room with you guys. Um, James and I were lucky enough last year to sit in and observe what was going on, and uh, it was very enlightening, eye-opening, and um, uh, thrilling to be a part of uh, something that's so important. Well, Dan, before we get started, I want to ask you about something that's a little bit eye-opening, and that's uh, something that happened last week. You and I talked about it on the phone, and that's the Chargers leaving San Diego. Uh, You said then it it felt like a punch in the stomach. What does it feel like now, and and who or what, at least in your mind, is to blame for the team leaving? Well, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around, and uh, it's done. So what's the sense of, of uh, rehashing uh, the city's involvement and the ownership of the Chargers' involvement? It's just, to me, it's, it's just so unbelievable to have such a, uh, you know, of course, for me, uh, I'm biased, and I spent 15 years there uh, and, and really went through a lot of rough times, as you know, Clark. But the fans in the city of San Diego the feeling was always that we were part of them, and they were sticking with us, and we were going to get it done, and they were going to be there with us. And now for it all to be totally gone and never to come back, uh, it's mind-boggling to me. I, just, I, I don't think I'll ever get over it. Um, it it's, you know, I've told somebody that it, it's like a death in the family. I, I don't think I'd go that far, but it's darn close. Dan, what was the best part of playing in San Diego? The weather. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the media. <laughs> that was a close fifth, yes. Yeah. Right. I'm wondering about your evaluations, Dan, of this year's class. <clears throat> it was obvious how seriously you, you were taking it last year when you were just an observer, and you mentioned that uh, you were going to try to pull Hall of Famers before you uh, went to them this year. And just wonder just what your general take is on uh, the evaluation of this year's class of candidates? Well, yeah, last year uh, when they announced at the State of the Hall that James and I would be selectors, I, I turned to the members of the Hall that were in the room, and there were quite a few, and I, and I just said to them, I said, you now have a voice, and I will be polling you. Uh, if you want to participate, great. If you don't, that's fine, too, but I want you to at least have some input. And I've been see- receiving uh, quite a bit of input from uh, members of the Hall and it's interesting. It, it really uh, is. And, uh, you know, there, there's some guys that are, are uh, totally for the guys they played with or played against. And then there's some guys that really uh, give it a, a more of a broader look uh, as far as the future and the past of the Hall of Fame is concerned. So uh, this is an interesting class. When you, when you look at the, you know, the number of offensive linemen and the number of defensive backs, I don't think we've ever, you know, you guys would know, uh, but has there ever been this type of, of uh, ratio 
uh, if you will, in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame inductees. You mean in terms of offense versus defense? No, in terms of so many offensive linemen and so many defensive yeah. backs and yeah. uh, just one quarterback, uh, a couple of running backs, and a, and a couple of wide receivers. It just To me, it seems uh, uh, unusual, and there's only one coach here. So, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm sure there'll be some really great debate. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's why we think it's a wide-open class. Uh, we're, we're speaking with Hall of Fame inductee, and now, of course, voter Dan Fouts on the Talk of Fame Network. You can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. Um, and Dan, in a little over two weeks, you're going to be in that room with Rick, Ron, and me, and Ron's going to present Kenny Easley as a senior candidate. Now, you played against him. What do you remember about him, and were you surprised to see his name on a list when he's never been a finalist or a semifinalist for the Hall before? Uh, to answer the second part of your question, yes, I was surprised. Uh, just because when I think of senior candidates, I think of guys that, you know, like you say, have been finalists or members of all-decade teams uh, or, or just plain older. Uh, but having played against Kenny, I can tell you that I always thought of him as a real pain, and, <laughs> and that's compliment uh, from a quarterback. Uh, he was very smart. Uh, he had great range, uh, great instincts, and he made plays. Uh, big hitter, big safety, uh, and all those things. So I knew at the time that um, he was somebody that I had to concern myself with if I was going to be throwing the ball over the middle or even down the sidelines because of his range. Dan, you played with a Hall of Fame receiver, Charlie Joyner. And you played with two pretty good other ones in West Chandler and uh, John Jefferson. How do Owens and Bruce compare to those guys? Oh, that, that's, that's tough for me to compare my guys, you know, to really anybody. Uh, you know, Bruce probably is most similar to, uh, you know, maybe J.J. or uh, West Chandler. Uh, I don't think anybody compares with Terrell Owens uh, because of his size and, and what he presented to the defense. Maybe uh, Kellen Winslow would, would be the better analogy there uh but uh you know i know the debate because i was in the room last year on on owens and i know it'll be a, a lively one again uh his numbers tell me he's all a hall of famer but the intangibles tell me uh, not so fast and it's interesting uh when i am able to uh address owens if i am and i'll be able to tell you what the hall of famers think and I think that's a real value of having James and myself in the room is that we can add just another little twist to the debates. Your coach, of course, Don Coriella, is uh, the only coach on the list this year. I'm sure that puts you in, in a, uh, not a difficult spot because you've spoken to us before about your feelings about him. But if people looking from the outside <clears throat> look at uh, somebody like Tom Flores and say two Super Bowls, or they look at uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson, or they look even, uh, some people even look at, George Seifert and say, how do you got to have a guy in there who never won uh, even a conference championship and you've got multiple Super Bowl winners who have never been in the in the room? How do you sort of evaluate those two situations uh, as you think of Coriel's candidacy? Well, I think in 20 years from now, you're going to have multiple coaches with multiple Super Bowl wins, but you'll only have one Don Coriel. Uh, you only have one guy that uh, literally changed the game. Uh, and you can go right back to when he first started in San Diego as to his contributions, and you guys are well aware of, of all of them. So, you know, I think that Flores and Seifert and Johnson are at this point, uh, you know, worthy of the Hall of Fame. But I think in 20 years from now, 
there'll be about five or six other guys that you could say the same thing about. But if you think about Coriel, you will never, ever forget him and his teams. Dan, I want to go back to uh, something you mentioned earlier. And, and that said, you said that you and James could add a twist to the debate. How vocal do you think you're going to be here? I mean, last year you had to sit and watch and observe. This time you got a chance to speak. How vocal do you think you're going to be? Well, I anticipate uh, being asked uh, my opinion. And, you know, because I've, I'm polling uh, some of the Hall of Famers that want to contribute, I'm sure that there'll be guys, and you guys will want to know, hey, what do, you, what do the Hall of Famers think? And I think that's the real value of being in the room is to just give the members a voice and, and also to hear their side of the story on each guy. Dan, is Kurt Warner a Hall of Famer? I, I think that's going to be an interesting debate because it, it's similar to uh, the Coriel argument against Super Bowl winners. Um, I mean, Jim Plunkett, uh, his story uh, rivals that of, of Kurt Warner's in a way, uh, you know, the ups and downs. But, you know, Plunkett's got two Super Bowls. Uh, Kurt has one. So it, it, it goes back to that. I mean, the, the Warner story is fantastic. Uh, and so I think for that reason, uh, everybody likes a good story, and, and he certainly is worthy of being in the Hall of Fame because of it. Hey, Dan, as always, thanks for the help. And you know what? We're going to see you in Houston. Look forward to it. My pleasure, guys. I can't wait to see you all. Thanks. thanks. That was Hall of Fame quarterback and now voter Dan Fouts. Gooseman, you like having Hall of Fame players in the room as voters now? Yeah, initially I had reservations, but I think the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I hope they rotate these guys in and, and get other Hall of Fame, maybe give them two-year terms, let other guys sit in the room and actually see how the process works. I think there'd be less complaining then. Okay. Well, up next are Renai Game Changers and why Ron doesn't mind trash talk. This is the Talk of Fame Network.